it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. I'm always excited about guests, but even more so today. And the reason is I do not know this young lady, Quave. She's one name, that's all we need. She's like Cher. She's like Dolly, okay? Who else? There's, a, there's not a whole lot of one namers, but this woman qualifies. Now, let me tell you, I'm so grateful that I met you through the internet because Kwame is a, a life coach for women over 50. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. But I have to tell you, when I read about your book, which is on Amazon, it is called 50 Questions to Answer When You, you Reach 50, A Guide to Help Women Thrive and Shine in Their 50s and Beyond. Yes. Well, how perfect. So welcome and good morning. Good morning. I need to ask you this. Yes. How did you decide to do this or to, uh, to write a book on this? This okay. is, where did you start with this? All right. So for me, one of the reasons why I really wanted to write this book was I noticed in myself that I've gone into the habit of reading, but not really taking action. So I would be one of those, I'm like, oh, I read this, 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 and this. But then I'm like, what am I doing in order to better myself through those books? I realized I was becoming more of a consumer of information as opposed to a creator. And so when I decided I was going to write this book, I decided upfront that I was going to write a book that women could read, but also take action along the way. And so through the questions, they get to answer them along the way. And it's a book where you have to answer the question for yourself. You don't need someone else. You get to answer them for yourself. And in doing so, you create an even more intimate relationship with yourself, which I think is really important for growth. And so that's kind of how the book kind of morphed into this book that is not just something you read, but something you do. This, how smart, how brilliant. And I'll tell you, when you say that, it brings up so many things. I think in different decades, and you have this on your website, so yes. people should go to it. You, you said things like in your 20s, so much energy, energy to burn. And then in your 30s, this. And then in your 40s, there's so much career building or, you know. But the bottom line is, Kwame, after 50 and beyond, I think we all have time to, to take a breath. We have more time to take a breath because maybe you're still not raising kids and working. Maybe you're, you know, maybe you, a changes have happened in your life. So Correct. you have time to, to look back a little bit because, and you have time to look inward a little bit. Yes. Well, you were just saying, if you take information, but don't turn it inward, it's not, you know, it's, it doesn't do you any, I mean, I've read and worked with every diet guru in the world. So you would think I would be thin, wouldn't you? But obviously <laughs> I'm not thin, but I have had to, I had to learn how to internalize good information mm. like that to help myself. Yes. And that's important. And I think a lot of us don't do that. And so for me, this has given people an opportunity to do that. And just say, okay, now I'm going to take some time. Let me really answer these questions for myself. And they're not easy questions. Like I've had people feedback say like, wow, these are not easy to answer. I'm like, no, it, they're not meant to be easy, but they are doable. And that's just because typically we, are, we find ourselves in situations where we're answering superficial questions, but these questions really, 
you know, you have to dig deep to answer the questions. Isn't that the story of life? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I to, really, it's just anything worth doing, one is worth doing well. I mean, I really believe For sure. That. I really believe that. But I also found out, Cindy knows, Cindy and I worked together for 20 years. And it's only been two years that I said, Cindy, I'm goodbye. <laughs> We're going to work together and hopefully do the podcast. But I, I walked away from my business mm -hmm. and I was ready to, and I wanted to, none mm -hmm. of that's the negative. Um, but because I have more time now, I'm able to look back at things and think, ooh, I was brilliant or shining moment <laughs> or hmm, I might've been under a lot of stress then. Nice. You know, I mean, I can, it, and also, is it teaching me stuff? Oh yeah. Yes. I, oh my God. I don't always want to look at it. Sometimes I'm exhausted by looking at it. Do you know what I mean? As I of write. Course. All of us are. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know that feeling. Oh, sometimes I think, oh no, I don't feel like looking at that today. No, I'm like, not today. <laughs> but girl, when I read your, just some of the information on you, one of the things that really jumped out at me was you saying how to regret proof your life. So many of my friends now, we're in our 60s and 70s. And one or two of them have said to me recently, just in text messages, we're just saying, hi, how you doing, whatever. And one or two of them, I can hear heavy regret. Mm. And, and of course, for me, when I look at them, I think of them as nothing but successful. Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah. So tell us, expand on that, if you would. Yeah. And yeah, the reason why I brought that up was I hear a lot of women in their 50s and over it, they'll say things like, well, it's too late for me to do this. It's too late for me to do that. And I and I always encourage them. I'm like, listen, you're breathing? Let's, let's take steps towards it. And I'm going to be honest with you. You might not even be able to achieve that goal, but the fact that you attempted and you made strides to do it, that's it. Because when you start looking at things that you've done, you don't necessarily write the things, oh, I wasn't successful at it. You just tick off the things like, oh, I tried this. You might have done, and, and guess what? You might have even done it, you didn't like it. And you're like, done. But the fact that you did it, that's the important piece. Because, you know, regret is one of those emotions that can kind of eat you up from the inside. And so just go ahead and try it. And I, one of the questions I normally ask my clients, I always tell them, okay, if you feel that it's too late, like, why do you think it's too late? Like, why do you think it's too late? Is there a way we could change it around for you to do it where we could at least make some kind of attempt towards it? Like, let's not just give up and say it's too late. Like, no. And so I want them to keep on. Listen, if you're breathing, listen, we can still find a way around this. Let's go. <laughs> well, you could not be more correct. I think people need to be realistic. But your point about trying. See, just to never have tried to never have tried, well, then of course you're going to have regrets because you never tried. You never tried it. Yeah. Um, I always say, I don't have, I don't feel like, Kwabi, I have a lot of regrets. Okay. Mm -hmm. There are several reasons. I'm not that deep. <laughs> I'm sorry, that blows Cindy's ears out. No, no, actually, I don't have a lot of regrets because I usually feel like I tried to do the best job I could at the moment. And oh, did I fail? Huh, let's not, you know, so many. That's okay. 
you know, I could write a book on how to fail. Um, and, but then I look at how many successes I had and they, you know what, it all balances out. If you, but most- It does. It really, it does. The universe has a funny scale that they, but if you don't try, you don't know, because what I have learned, and this is me, I've tried and failed. And then there was an offshoot from the failure that yes. I was able to swim to if that makes sense, or go out on a limb on another branch of the tree. Yeah, and listen, there is no, for those listening, there is no success without failure. It's just not possible, you know? So just be open to it and, and just ride with the wave. And sometimes it's not even the end of the journey that's really important. It's the journey towards it. Like what's happening? Who are you becoming in that process? To me, that's where the gold is. You know, I love that. Now I was reading, so please yes. give the correct name for it, so I don't mangle it. Yes. You did some interviews with fifty women or fifty yes. women in different countries, and yes. can people watch that? Can they watch? Yes, it's on Instagram. It, yes, okay. yes, on it's Instagram. on Instagram, and I'm actually going to upload it to my YouTube channel. But yes, oh, I I, mean, I enjoy that so much. Please tell us about it. Yeah, so it gave me, because one of the reasons why I wanted to do that, I wanted to showcase the different voices of women 50 and over, because there isn't a one size fits all. Society wants to kind of put us all into a box. I'm like, that's not possible, because we're not all the same. You know, we all have this thread of being over 50 that binds us together, but our experiences and who we are in the world, very different. And so I wanted to get people's, you know, different opinions in. It varied from some women who had, like some women were on there who had gray hair, amazing long, and they had no intention of coloring their hair. I had other women were like, listen, I'm just gonna be honest. I have to color my hair. I'm not leaving my house without my, you know, like, and it was just interesting to see. I mean, and I loved showcasing their voices because there might be someone listening thinking, oh, wow, she's doing, that means I can do it too. And it's just a way to empower and uplift women who are over 50. And some of them are doing amazing things. It's just, it was just beautiful to listen to and be able to just, you know, hold the space to listen to the women. It was interesting. I love that. I think when you, I just touching on hair color, the reason I, with COVID, yes. so many women were not able to go to their hairdresser. Yes. And so, they would say to me now, Kwavi, I let my hair go gray. I started the process probably three years ago. So I was mm -hmm. 67. Yes. And the reason I did it, and some people have heard this, but I have to say it again. I traveled so much that mm -hmm. I would color my hair. See, you know, at the end, I'm coloring it every three weeks because you get the airplane strip right. landing right down the center. So I'm coloring my hair in hotel rooms. I'm coloring my hair on a cruise ship. I mean, I'm practically like the commercial from years ago. I'm practically coloring my hair in the airplane bathroom. Mm -hmm. now, you know how many towels I ruined, how many shower curtains. And I mean, I'm always thinking as I'm checking out of the hotel that the maids already said, charge her $25 for the shower curtain. And I'm hiding, by the way, the dirty gloves. Yes. I'm hiding them in garbage, okay? I mean, this is a desperate woman. Yeah. Is a desperate woman. Then one day, 
I just thought I can't do it anymore. Mm. So I let my hair grow out and the, to me, and, and of course now I'm so grateful I did. I never, I, I can't even imagine that I used to color my hair. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm so grateful. And then, uh, it's so much easier. And I, my hair turned out great. I like it. Yeah. I like it. And after I look in the mirror and I think, oh, it's so nice. I get to see my mom. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. But I think one of the things about COVID when you said that is, some women realized and said to me, I'm going to let my hair go gray. I said, good. And a month later, they said, by the way, I lied. I'm not going to let my hair go gray. I went and got, and, but you know what, Kwame, a lot of what you speak to on your website is the fact that we are sold this crap. Yes. Advertising, television, um, everything. I mean, and now we should not, if we could, we should not listen to that noise, but it's pretty hard because it it's hard. everywhere. You, it's everywhere. We're, you're, you know, if you, and if you are 50, now look at Jennifer Lopez. I'm just, and I don't know yes. Jennifer Lopez. Yes. I admire yes. her for what she has created in her. Yes. She's 50. She does not look, it doesn't look like what we used to think 50 look like. That's her body hard. is extraordinary. Yes. Now, and from exercise and dancing. Yes. When she did that, one of the halftime shows where yes. the other girl, mm -hmm. they were shaking it. They were magnificent. They were yes. like athletes to me. They were at, I mean, who could have done that? Yeah. And then the next day she was criticized because she was 50 and she was too sexy. And <laughs> so if you're fit and beautiful, you're too sexy. And oh my God, her poor children, her poor children. Her children are like, look at a woman who came. Her children are fine. That's the thing. It's like the person that said she came from, what, riding the number nine. And look at her at the halftime show. She's magnificent. So women are criticized if we still try to be sexy at 50, if we are sexy at 50, mm -hmm. if we're not sexy at 50. I mean, no matter what happens, yes. we're criticized. I know. And that's why it's important. My goal is to, you know, empower women to just be whoever they want to be. Like you rock you, like that's it. Because we're all different it's, and it's exhausting trying to be someone else. So why do that? It's like rock you, whatever that is. <laughs> it's so exhausting to try to be somebody oh, you're, you're not or to be someone who's, you know, one of the things I always say to people, friends of mine that and divorce now. So they're, they're, they meet someone and they're going to remarry. And mm -hmm. I'm really serious. And I say to them, I said, you know, this is the opportunity for new ground rules. Okay. Like when we get married the first time, oh, it's the white dress. And actually, I think most of us, again, what we're sold and men too, we're sold that we're going to put on that white dress and walk down the aisle and everything's going to be fabulous. Okay. And we're going to you know, it, and in fact, it's not fabulous. It's just like everything else. There's going to be some twists and turns and yeah. some days you're going to drown. Yeah. Well, so when you go to remarry for a second time, I say to girls, you know, you can change the dynamics. And they go, what do you mean? I said, I went into my second marriage saying things like, I've had a housekeeper my entire life. I have no intention of changing that now. Fine. He said, I, I, I didn't, my husband, who's a doll, said to me, I didn't marry you to clean. And I remember thinking, oh, I love that. Do you know <laughs> I love that. And yes. 
But we literally looked at each other and made new rules. That's a bit amazing. Yeah. And you can do that. Yes. Yeah. It's possible. <laughs> I think that it is possible. And I, again, going back to your website um, about deciding, how did you put it? You said it better than me. Deciding what you want and just getting it. That's what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, go ahead and just do it. Yeah. Do you suggest besides your book, do people write down their intentions? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Writing down is so empowering. Listen, if you're over 50 and you're anything like me, you can go downstairs to the kitchen and say, okay, I'm going to get this. And you get there. You're like, oops, what was I, what am I here for? You completely forgotten. So listen, we need to write things down. <laughs> Our brain is like, it's like, I read some research that when you think about something, if you don't write it down or store it, Within 37 seconds, it's gone. 37 seconds, it's gone. And so write it down, it's empowering. And also when you write things down, it's almost as if you're giving it life, like you're planting a seed and you're allowing it to grow. So writing down is so key. Oh yeah. And when you talk about memory loss brain, I know you also mentioned on one of the things about menopause. Yes. Uh -huh. This is something that people never want to talk about, but there is menopause brain. Thank you. I'm like, can we be real here? Can we talk about all the things that menopause causes and stop pretending that it doesn't exist? It's there. So there. Now, tell me, do you have any tips for that? Tell me about that. What do you Okay. So one thing about menopause is, okay, so this is the thing. Ladies, can we just talk to each other about what's really going on with us? You know, like whether it's the memory loss, um, the dryness down there, whether it's just, I mean, you know, sometimes it's just the bones, you feel like muscle aches. I mean, there are so many different things. Let's be honest with each other and really say what's going on then. The other thing too is everyone has different levels. Like for some people, it can be really debilitating. For some other people that have mild symptoms. So please don't make it sound like if someone says they're really going through a lot of pain with it, don't make it sound like, why are you saying that? Mine wasn't that much. Yes, we're all different. Now, if yours are really debilitating, it's so important that you seek professional advice. Like go to your physician. Now, when you go to your doctor, it's important that if you feel that your symptoms are being dismissed, second, um, go for a second opinion. Because you know that, I think women, we have this feeling within us when we know that we're kind of being pushed over. We know, sometimes we'll ignore it. And so if you go to the doctor and you feel that your symptoms are being dismissed, seek a second opinion. A lot of women I've spoken to are like, well, the doctor said it will go away after a while. I'm just going to take it. No, there is some, listen, don't suffer in silence. The help is there. It's and, there. So keep on looking. And I'm not, and I'm being general, I'm generalizing on this. But if you go to a male internist or a male gynecologist, how does he know what you're talking about other than what he's heard? Or mm. what, if he, what if he's never been married? Do you know yeah. what I mean? I mean- But you know the thing though, know, but what's interesting though, I'll tell you this though, what's interesting is I've heard this from male and female physicians who don't know how to handle menopause. But then I did some more research too. They're not taught about menopause in medical school. There you go, bingo. Nothing. Zilch. So they don't even know. And it makes me so angry because that makes me feel like, first of all, every single woman goes through it. So why are we so unemployed? 
important that that isn't taught in med school. Bingo. That's it. And see, I read somewhere, somewhere they said menopause is the mis, most mismanaged medical situation in the world. No one pays attention to it. You know, none. And if you live long enough, you will experience it. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. I have friends that are smack dab in the center, you know, at 50. And it, of course, the other thing is I have friends that have got started menopause when they were 45. Now, so yes. start younger, that just means it's going to go longer. It doesn't mean like, yeah. oh, good, you'll get over it. Yeah. I had a pretty normal, I feel like I had a pretty normal, it wasn't, mm. I, meaning that I had night sweats, of course. Yeah. I would say my mood swings were probably the hardest part to me because mm. my husband would say, you were so sweet last night. And then at breakfast, <laughs> at breakfast when I'm like Joan Crawford after a bottle of vodka or Betty Davis and baby Jane, it scared him. Okay. Oh, it scared yeah. him because, and it was true. And I think I know all I did was go to sleep and yet I've awakened someone else and mm -hmm. for me i did go and get bioidentical hormones exactly you know what and people i know people i, I you have to do this yourself you have to go talk to a doctor yes thank I, you i would say a specialist i went to a specialist and he would read the chart and show me different things and prescribe them they were bioidentical and you know what um. those for about eight years and it got me through. So it was the eight years. So I had yeah. two years of suffering, eight years of not bad. And then one morning I awakened and I thought, I don't need these anymore. And nice. it was very odd. And you know, because they you hear all this crap. Oh, once you go on them, you have to stay on the rest of your life. That's not true. None of I've yep. had people say stuff to me that I have found in my own life medically that was totally not true. Right. Yeah. So, I was able to stop taking them. And now I'm actually, I take so little medication, but I'm 70 years old. I have some aches and pains because I have a little osteoarthritis or, you know, in my family, everyone has it. But you know what? I sleep better now than I ever did. I've, you know, I've lost some weight because I'm much more conscious about what I'm eating and I'm not under stress yeah. like I used to be. So I, again, I think that's up to you to decide. Yes. What you want. Yeah. You have to be your own health advocate. You know your body better than anyone else. Like what happened to me a few years ago when I started menopause, one of the things I noticed, because I started kind of like writing a journal, I noticed that whenever I drank alcohol, my menopausal symptoms would get more severe. That was for me. And so I just gave up alcohol. Now that might not be for everyone, but I gave it up because for me, my overall well-being was way more important than drinking. And so I'm like, I'm done. How wonderful. And so I think people need to watch that, like pay attention to your body and find something that works for you. We're all different, you know? We're all different. What do you think is a reoccurring a reoccurring theme that you hear from, like now this is one thing. Okay, this is another question I had. See, I was able to work since I own my own business. I work, yes. I'm 67 and I'm still getting hired. Now, yes. and in my industry, there were lots of changes. Okay, there were yes. times because it was in food photography and styling and, um, but I was able to still get work by my experience 
the biggest change and Cindy and I saw, and Cindy still sees the changes because she's still styling and running her own business and working very hard. The, the, uh, as blogging came into commercial food styling and different things, mm-hmm. it did bring down, it lowered some of the, the fees that we could get, okay? Mm-hmm. Because there were yeah. more people that were competing in the marketplace. And some mm-hmm. of it leveled out and some people didn't care and it's all been different things. But I think, what do you say to someone who's over 50 or in their 60s and they do want to still work or get a job? I know it's a huge subject, but what are some tips you might have or thoughts that you could share with us? So I love what you said. So I have an online group called Flourish and it's just women over 50. Um, so online community and one of the women I'm glad you brought this question up one of the women in there she was looking for work and I remember she had come because we do coaching in the group and one of the days she came um, she mentioned to me she's like well you know what I'm not really going to find a job because I'm she was six she's 66 she's like I'm not going to find a job because I'm 66 I'm looking for a job and you know I just get the impression no one wants to hire me because of my age and the first thing I asked her was Okay, so the thought you have is no one's going to hire you because of your age. Does, is that thought useful to you? Like when you think that way, how do you feel? And she's like, well, when I feel, you know, when I think about that, I feel frustrated. I'm like, okay, and when you feel frustrated, how do you show up for yourself? And she was like, well, I really can't be bothered. I'm just very nonchalant about everything. I'm like, so let's look at this differently now. Like, how do you want to show up when you go to an interview? Like, how do you want to show up? What's the energy? And she's like, I want to show up because I've got a lot of experience. I want to show up like, you know, like I'm ready for the job. I'm like, well, if you have that thought, no one's going to hire me because I'm 60. That doesn't serve you. I mean, you answer that for yourself. Does it really? And she's like, no. And I remember probably like four weeks after that, she got the job and she came to me and she's like, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm so grateful for you changing the way I think about how I am because she's like, I am still valuable. I still have a lot of skills and I have a lot of experience. And yes, I'm not young anymore, but I don't want to be young, but I still have an opportunity to work and I still have those skills that are still required in the job, in, in, in the workforce. And so she got the job, but I was so happy for her because she started thinking differently. So you can't get into that route of thinking, oh, you know, my age, but listen, your experience is gold. Seriously, it is. <laughs> you know what, when you say that, it's all about, and it's not, I mean, attitude can't change. <sighs> attitude can't change some things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you don't believe that you're going to get a job anywhere, you're never going to get a job. That's yeah. And you know, if anything, another lesson from COVID, gray hair, <laughs> shaving your legs. I mean, let's, we can go down the list. Of <laughs> That's right. Which are no longer necessary or nope. are necessary. But um, one of them, I really, when I've seen so many people that are got an online job. Yeah. And they are keeping those online jobs and they're never having to go into an office. One of the things I think of, and I, I don't, I'm not looking for a job, but Cindy knows, I tease myself and I tease her. I go, oh, you know what? I could do that job. Like if I hear of something, I think to myself, I could still do that job. But one of the yeah. things I really could do, and if it, and I think of that, 
Uh, my father was a huge real estate broker and I worked yeah. in his brokerage for years as a salesman. I learned a lot. Yes. I loved it and I was good at sales. So I, I once in a while, I'm looking at the Sunday paper and I think I could get in, I could go into a real estate office. I would be the most perfect woman sitting at the desk when people came in and they were a young couple to buy a home because I'm not threatening. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm like their yeah. mom. I'm like their mom and yes. their grandmother. I could be such a great uh, connector for their sales. Yeah. Yes. And, and then I think to myself, oh, no, I don't want to go to work. But <laughs> job for me. So, but I do, I, what you're saying, Kwame, I think you have to see yourself in situations. You have to. How can, you know, one of the things, and I, I always said this, when I first got out of chef school, I never saw myself working in restaurants. Now I worked mm -hmm. in a couple because I wanted to learn how they worked. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to know if they were, if it was as hard as people said. I wanted to know if women were treated as badly as they, mm -hmm. as they were. And guess what? I learned all those things were true. <laughs> wow. I, you know, I learned, but this was a long time ago. It has gotten somewhat better. But I needed to know um, how restaurants work so I could do other things in food. And then... Yeah. But my dream, I was 35, 36 when I, gra 36 when I graduated from school. But when I would take long walks to dream about what I wanted in the future, I always knew I wanted to go into food styling because I had wow. an internship at Sunset Magazine. Yeah. And basically they were authors, writers, you know, journalists, all these women, but they, you know, somebody made the food look pretty for them. Yes. Photographer. But I, I really envisioned that I could do that and that the checks would come in the mail to me. That was a big yeah. part of it. It's like, think, oh, and I never have to, the checks will just come in the mail and then I'll go to the bank. Yeah. So that was a really big piece to me. And I say that to people when they're, I'll say to them, do you, because I think this is all part of what you're talking about. How can you still make money? It's not just, you are valuable. Right. How can you also get paid what you're worth? Worth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to have that second component of knowing that you're worth money. Yes, you have to know that. Because if, if you don't know that, then it's like, that's a losing battle. Yes. You have to believe that you are worth, worth it. Yeah. What else did I not ask you that you want to share with us? People, they can go to your Instagram account. Yes. They can buy your Amazon and please say the name yes. of the book again in case the I book is 50 questions to answer when you reach 50 a guide to help women thrive and shine in their 50s and beyond oh god I love that um it's going to be it's on amazon.com yes and yes, you do is. private count you oh flourish you mentioned flourish yes flourish yes so flourish is an online community that I created because I really want women I really want to empower women to live their best life on their own terms. And when I mean their best life, best life, whatever that means. And because I think it's really important that we show up as our best selves because the world really needs us. Like, I think we're in a time that is so different. Being 50 and beyond is just a special time. And also I want to help the younger ones coming up because we really live in a very youth obsessed society. But I also want them to know that being older is not all doom and gloom. Like we can still do things here, you know? <laughs> There's so much, you know what? I don't know why it is because in other cultures, 
um, older people are revered. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I, I mean, they, and, and, and the whole thing of tribes of people, whoever they lived on the planet, people went to their elders. And now, uh, so your, your group sounds fabulous and people can, how do they find out how to join Flourish or try yeah, so it? I'll send the link. Yeah, I'll put the link so that they can, yeah, they can Perfect. look it up and yeah, get more information about Flourish and see if it's something they're interested in. Yeah. Bobby, I cannot thank you enough for your time. You're going to come back and talk to us again. So, yes, 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 yes. Because I think that also, this is just me. I think we have to examine our lives, but I do think that too much regret can weigh us down. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and, my goodness. And oh yeah, sure. Not let us go. I had this conversation with one of my dearest of relative that I love very much. And she's so successful. And she has two successful kids. And I mean, she's just been so successful in life, in the big picture of life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Spiritually. Yeah. I don't just mean she has a nice couch. She has, a, you know, <laughs> she has a great marriage and beautiful children that love her. And she's been sort of, but she said to me, it was a bad day. We all have them. She said, I've made so many mistakes and it made me cry. Do you know what I mean? Because, and I said to her, you got to count the wins. You, yes, you're you only have. counting the losses. You're, you're going down the well. Do you know what yes. I mean? Yes. You're falling down that well. Yeah. So I think that I know that your your flourish and your book would help people because regret's a real issue. Oh, it is. It's a real issue. Um, but I also know that when you you're ready to embrace the failures, listen, that is when you become even more successful. It's just part of it's part of it. But I think a lot of us are scared we don't like feeling uncomfortable because failure isn't fun it's uncomfortable and we don't like feeling uncomfortable you know right well madam i cannot thank you enough this has been my absolute pleasure cindy of course we have to thank cindy because cindy makes this all happen thank you cindy yeah i would really not even know how to turn on my computer <laughs> come to work for me 20 years ago um Thank you so much. We look forward to talking to you again. Yes. And yes. for everyone, everyone listening, of course, you can go to our Facebook page, Women Beyond a Certain Age. You can reach us at womenbeyondicloud.com. Is it icloud.com, Miss Cindy? Yes. Cindy's stunned that I actually said any of those without stuttering <laughs> or swearing or making a mistake. You know, part of my charm is that I'm very, very confused. Some days <laughs> I think to myself, I'm confused. Um, so anyway, everyone, if you have questions, reach out to Guavi and reach out to us. And thank you for listening. And thanks all so much. Goodbye. I enjoyed that so much. Thank you so much. It was a delightful conversation. So anyway, thank you, Miss Cindy. Are we, uh, we're done, I think. Thank you, ladies. Appreciate it. Bye.